0: The preceding message is brought to you by Kings Word Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kings Word Everywhere Nigeria. Isaiah chapter 2. I'm going to start from there. We're kicking off a new series um, this morning, as you're probably aware, and we've themed it chapters. Somebody say chapters. And really and truly we want to talk about a life powered by God's grace. Um, In case you have not um, recognized it yet, or you have not set yourself for it yet, or you have not settled it yet in your heart, your life should be powered by the grace of God. Praise God. Somebody say, my life is powered by God's grace. Um, I'm going to assume most of us, if not all of us, have a fairly good understanding of the grace of God. We talk about that a lot in this church. Um, Basically, things you don't merit, things you don't deserve. The favor of God. Um, the help of God that that should be what should be driving your life. Don't figure on life. Try and run your life by your muscle, by your willpower. That doesn't mean you should not use muscle. You have to use effort in life. I'm applying effort by coming here to preach to prepare for this message. I had to apply effort. Doesn't mean you should not have willpower. But after you have done everything you can do in your own strength, you've got to leave that space where the grace of God can do what God wants to do in your life. Give you the kind of expressions that God has ordained for you to have. Hallelujah. That is how to live the Christian life. Glory be to God. And if that is how you are going to live your Christian life, you've got to understand that the way the grace of God works in our lives is like chapters in a book. It's like chapters in a book. It's like seasons and faces. Praise God forevermore. 1 Samuel chapter 2, we read Anna's story. And if you're not familiar with the story of Anna, you can read um, the, the, the book at home. 1 Samuel, Anna was Samuel's mother. And she was married. The husband had another wife. And for one reason or the other, she didn't have any children. While the other wife had children upon children. And the other wife was even tormenting Anna. And like Pastor that just said, it looked as if other people were passing you by. Look, if you're a child of God and you find yourself in that kind of situation, this is a big part of what I want to teach in this series. There's nothing like other people passing you by in that sense as a child of God. <laughs> Praise God. Particularly if you are in the will of God and you learn to do the things the Word of God tells you to do. I I taught you something powerful last week, and I touched on it again in the midweek service. And I talked about the place of you living with joy. How many of you remember that? Talk to me, somebody. And laughing, and deliberately laughing and singing. And I told you, I instructed you, make this month of March a month of singing or a month of rejoicing and dancing. Find time to do that. I can't begin to communicate to you how satisfying and fulfilling it is for you to just start laughing and dancing and singing it by faith. You start that on a Sunday, Monday, and you're just doing that as the Spirit of God reminds you and things like Like I thought, and Friday, I think it was Friday person that called me, that, ah, I have good news, I just got a promotion. You can't begin to imagine how satisfying and fulfilling that is. This is no ordinary promotion, no. This is a jala she said I should not add. Look, let me just say this, there's promotion and there's promotion. In my own assessment, this is the biggest promotion I've seen her in her career. And considering the way it came, that, I mean, she had been expecting it, she had thought it would come, it didn't come. But just like that, hallelujah. And that's the kind of story we see Anna having here. She wanted a child. She had believed God. Nothing was happening. As if God had ignored her. And not known to her, God had a special child he wanted to give her. Let me tell somebody something this morning. It's so important. A life powered by grace. Usually, when you want things to happen, look at all this. And we see these stories like this over and over again in scriptures. Over and over again in scriptures. The same, Anna's story is very similar to Elizabeth and Zachariah's story. They wanted children, they prayed. And what God had in store for them was a special child. God gave Anna Samuel. God gave Zechariah and Elizabeth, John the Baptist. So unknown to them, all those years that was passing by, that it seemed nothing was happening and God was not doing anything. God was actually planning something special. Hallelujah. I want to announce over somebody here this morning, God has something special in store for you. Praise God forevermore. Oh, somebody did not catch it. I said, God has something special in store for you. If you're a child of God, if you're in covenant with God, the problem with many of us at times is that perhaps we don't trust God as we ought to trust Him. Perhaps. And you can assess where your situation is. Or perhaps you are insecure. Somebody else's success is disturbing your own. You've not come to to realize that, look, the, the, the sky is so big and so wide, the galaxy is so vast, every star has its place to shine. And some stars shine brighter than some other stars. And there are certain seasons for certain stars to shine. But no matter who is shining, no matter the Ronaldo or Messi that is shining, a time will come. It will be another time for another Ronaldo and Messi to begin to shine. Before the Ronaldo and Messi start shining, and it's like Ronaldo, particularly, doesn't want that shine to dim, (laughs) particularly with yesterday's performance. (laughs) He doesn't stop other people from shining. And you too, you will shine. Praise God. Settle that. Settle that. So all this happened, and eventually this chapter, or this season, or this phase of Anna came, where God now blessed her with a child. And specifically, I want to read what she said in verse 6. 1 Samuel 2 and verse 6, The Lord kills and the Lord makes alive. The Lord brings down um, to the grave and the Lord brings up. The Lord makes poor. The Lord makes rich. He brings low and he lifts. He raises the poor from the dust. Hallelujah. And lifts the beggar from the ash to set them among princes and make them inherit. Glory be to God. The throne of his glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah god has the power to set down god has the power to lift up god has the power to kill and don't interpret that like god just wakes up one morning and kills somebody no there are certain things that god needs to kill in our life may god kill any kind of sickness and disease that wants to terminate you in your life let's just interpret it in a pure simple way god is not a murderer god is not putting that we just get up and start killing people no that's not what he's talking about there glory be to god He he has all these things. He can take the poor from a low place and set him on a high place. But he does it like chapters in a book. Hallelujah. He does it like that. And the previous chapter may be a very dark chapter. Glory be to God. It may be a chapter that looks as if nothing is happening. It may be a chapter that looks as if God has forgotten you. Praise God it may be a chapter that looks as if everybody has passed you over your brother sold you into slavery even when you are doing the slavery the wife of your master lied against you and now you have been casting it may just be one sad chapter after the other but if you are somebody whose life is powered by grace let me hear somebody shout my life is powered by grace come on shout it like you understand what we are saying this morning my life is powered by grace if i go deeper say my marriage is powered by grace my finances are powered by grace my health is powered by grace my career is powered by grace my children are powered by grace every aspect of my life is powered by god's grace hallelujah a season will come glory be to god (laughs) hallelujah a season will come where it will just look as if the spotlight is now on you. And what was not working will begin to work. What was not happening will begin to happen. All of a sudden, the God that is not forgotten you, you will be hearing his voice like you are hearing the voice of men. And then you begin to shine. And the things you've been dreaming about doing, expecting to do, that's not happened. It will just be happening to you with ease. Glory be to God. Because the hand that is lifting you, the hand that is elevating you, the hand that is prospering you, the hand that has opened the door for you is a great and a mighty hand. Hallelujah. And I declare this morning, in this season of our lives, as a church, that is the season we have come into in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I see God turning a new chapter in somebody's life. I see God beginning a new chapter in somebody's life. Hallelujah. I want to use this service to lay the foundation of what we are going to be dealing with for the next several weeks. Think like this. In Deuteronomy chapter 2, after God had done so much for the children of Israel and he had brought them out of the land of Egypt and everything... Another chapter began and God came and told Moses. Let's read that. Deuteronomy chapter 2 from verse 1. Somebody say, a new chapter has begun for me. And it's carried by God's grace. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 2 from verse 1. Then we turned and journeyed into the wilderness of the way of the Red Sea, as the Lord had spoken to me, and we scattered Mount Seir for many days. It looked like they had been going round and round in circles for many days. It looked as if they were not making progress. I mean, God had done so much for them. They had experienced so much from God. But they came to this place where it was like they just plateaued. And nothing was happening. And all they had to go do with was the last word God gave them. See, God had spoken to them. God had spoken to them. But they were just operating on the last instruction they had. So it looked as if they were just going around that mountain, going around that mountain for many days. Perhaps maybe that's where somebody is. You've tried to get a new word from God, new direction for maybe one area or another in your life, and you don't know what else to do. You've tried all you know to do. It's like you're just going around the same mountain, going around the same mountain. Years have come and gone, going around the same mountain many days. Don't fret. That's how God operates. Just stay with the word that God has given you. The mistake many people make at that time is that going around in circle. Oh, they don't have the money they need. They don't have the favor they need. They're not seeing the open source. That now gets to frustrate them. They now go and do something that is out of character. Out of the way of the Lord. Out of what God had told them. And mess up what God had been planning for them. May that never be your story in Jesus' name. And if you have done something like that, I pray that you receive grace to be restored back into the path that God has ordained for you in the name of Jesus. And let me say this to encourage you, even if you've messed up, it doesn't scare God. But I hope it will not scare you off that you now give up on God. God never gives up on anybody. Just come back into the fold. Moses understood the way God operates. He had learned the ways of God. So they just kept going around that mountain. Kept going around that mountain. I stayed there. Verse 2. And this is what I'm praying for somebody in this season. And the Lord spoke to me. Hallelujah. That's what you should look for. When you are trusting God for a new chapter, a new phase, It looks like you are just going round and round and round and round circles. There is nothing uncommon about children of God having to go round and round and go round and round in circles. Don't let anybody disabuse your mind. And don't let any speed or progress somebody else you are seeing is making make you feel as if God doesn't have any plan for your own life. Perhaps they have gone round and round and round and round their own circle. Perhaps, if Pastor Linda didn't come to tell you this morning now that she had been waiting for a promotion, many of you would never have known. Maybe one day when she's preaching, she will tell you the whole story. So all oh, some people will say, hey, she's got away and they now start seeing the manifestation of promotions," But they didn't know where she was going around and around in circles. Waiting for the grace of God to bring that lifting she's trusting God for. And all you see is somebody's instagram post you see insta is that insta spirit that is <laughs> insta and god is a god of suddenly he can do insta but listen if you're going to understand grace you must understand that god doesn't only do insta there may be days days day can refer to weeks and years where it looks like am i talking to somebody this morning you wait for that word. My God, you, you wait for that word. And sometimes it is necessary to go round and round because some of you don't even know how to get a word from God. If God's word came to you, dressed in a bright red big hat and red suit and red shoes and red tie and red everything, the man himself is red skinned. Some people will see me sit. And sometimes that's why we need to go round and round in circles to train ourselves. Train yourself in the place of prayer. That's why those seasons of waiting are important. Train yourself in the place of trusting God. Train yourself in the place of hearing God's voice. Train yourself in the place of being disciplined. Paul told the Hebrews, which father will have a child that will not discipline the child. And there are many Christians God can't discipline. Sit down there. You are staying here for the next three years. He won't tell it to you that will. But you are three years, you are staying here. Nothing is happening where your ministry is concerned. Just sit down there. Not because he hates you, not because he has forgotten your brother that came out of school and his own ministry is flying and they are inviting him all over the place. No. He's only disciplining you. <laughs> Praise God. Perhaps what God has in store for you is even bigger than your brother that is shining now. But that chapter has not yet come for you. The chapter you are in now is the chapter of Joseph you are going to be in prison for the next two years. See, when we say chapters and God opening chapters, I want to get into this later, but let me throw it here. It's not all jolly, 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 jolly. No. No. I love the way Pastor Bono exhorted it. So there was a chapter, was it, it's mentioned chapter 22, where Jesus was nailed to a cross. It was a tough chapter. Like the okay, was sharing with us. When Jesus was approaching that phase, he didn't want to say, Father, find another way. If there's another way, I don't want... Can't we organize the redemption of these people by me not having to drink this cup? And then he said, pray, nevertheless, not your will, but thine be done. I'm going to come to that this morning. But that's not the final chapter. Glory be to God. Listen, let me tell you this. If your life is powered by grace, your story cannot end in shame your story cannot end in pain your story cannot end in disappointment your story cannot end in disfavor your story cannot end in failure believe that once and for all and if you are going through a chapter of joseph in prison being disciplined being discipled being nailed to a cross endure it with grace with grace The beautiful thing about living a life by God's grace and understanding that God divides our stories into chapters is for every chapter, good or bad, tough or soft, promotion or demotion, shame or glory, God's grace is always there. Hallelujah. So Joseph in Potiphar's house, there is grace to be a servant in Potiphar's house. And if you are with the right attitude like Joseph, you will embrace that grace and you will be a most outstanding servant. Nobody wants to be a servant. There's grace for being in prison. And what you are supposed to do in that chapter and that phase of your life is to embrace that grace. And just trust God with your life. Oh hallelujah lift your hands with me this morning make this direction father i trust you with my life i trust you with my days i trust you with my seasons i trust you with the several chapters of my life hallelujah somebody's story is changing from this service somebody's story is changing from this season hallelujah The word of the Lord came to him. And look how God just opens a new chapter. God saw them while they were in that mountain, that wilderness. God saw them while they were scattering around that mountain, scattering around that mountain, scattering around that mountain. And many times I'm telling you sometimes these things are tests from God. Verse 3, God now said, you have scattered this mountain long enough. Hallelujah. Turn northward. Hallelujah. This is how God opens chapters for us. A word will come. An instruction will come. A door will open. Direction will come. You have scattered. You've been here too much. And I want you to move forward. And I believe as a church, God is telling us that we have scattered around this mountain too much. It's time to move forward. Can I hear a loud amen? Amen. You read further down, I won't have the time to go into that, I want to go through a few more things this morning. You read further down, the kind of things God had in store for them. Of course, he had told them all this before, even before now, but God now reiterated reiterated it for them. The territories that God had ordained for them to possess. The kings that God had ordained for them to defeat in battle. And God now said, It is time. Hallelujah. God is announcing to somebody this morning, It's time for you to move. In your business, it's time to move forward. Concerning your marriage, it's time to move forward. That word comes. And that's how God unveils new chapters to us. Listen again to what David said in Psalm 139. Hallelujah. Psalm 139. Let's go there. I want to read from verse 13. He understood, and this is really the foundation I want to lay this morning, my life is a composition of chapters, chapters. Don't get too bothered if things are not happening the way you want it to happen. Let me tell you something I've learned in my own work and experience with God. When I want to do something, and sometimes we feel it, we want to step out. It's like the way Moses was in Egypt, when he wanted to step out and start rescuing the Israelites from the oppression of the Egyptians. When you try to do that and you meet resistance and you pray and pray, and you can't seem to find a way, maybe it's time for you to just hold on. And just wait until the word of God comes to you. And the next instruction from God comes to you. Are you with me this morning? Psalm 139 from verse 13. This is the mindset you need to embrace. If you are this person that you are just in that place where you are trusting God for a new chapter to open. Or a new chapter has opened unto you, which is really what we are believing You need to have this mindset. You formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm going to come back to that in a moment. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. What is he saying? God, I'm acknowledging that you made me. You created me. You are the author of my life. Hallelujah. Verse 16. I'm going somewhere. Please stay with me. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written. What was written in his book? The days fashioned for me. Hallelujah. The days fashioned for me. When as yet, they were none of them. So David had this understanding, glory be to God, that God had written out the different aspects and the different phases and the different parts of his life. Like an author writes a book, chapter after chapter, page after page. See, this is the kind of thing that allowed him to go through such difficult seasons where he was being chased all over the nation like a fugitive by King Saul. Saul. I'm in a phase now, or in a chapter now, I know this is not what God told me. Glory be to God. I know this is not the prophecy over my life. These situations that I'm seeing, this is not how it's supposed to work out, but, hey, my life is like a book. It's written out what God has for me. And he used that to encourage himself. In those tough times. And surely, like we said over and over in this place, one day, 1 Samuel chapter 30 came. <laughs> Interestingly, it started out like the negative experiences he had been having. The Amalekites came to Ziklag and raided his, his city, burnt it down, took his children. So he, 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 could, he could have looked to David like, hey, this trend of negative things is still happening. But he, he had this mindset Look at that again. My days, your eyes saw my substance and in your book, they were all written, the days fashioned for me. As though none of them was existing yet. And at the end of that day, when God turned into the new chapter, the prophecy that had been spoken over him, 13 years, hallelujah, it came to pass. And a new chapter started where he started reigning as kings, as a king. Glory, glory be to God. Jesus came and Jesus spoke. Jesus spoke. He said, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written of me. Hallelujah. Psalm 40 and verse 7. Then said I, behold, I come in the scroll of the book similar to what Joseph um, um, David said as it is written of me in the scroll of the book it is written of me so they had this concept please catch this with me they had this concept that god has preplanned my life god has ordained certain and he has written them down remember how jesus came in luke chapter 4 i believe the Bible told us he came to his own hometown, he came to the synagogue, and he opened Isaiah 60 to them. He didn't say Isaiah 60, but he opened the, of the people. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me it's um, to, to heal the sick, to do all those things. And he quoted that part and said, today is this scripture fulfilled in you. This understanding that God ordains times and seasons for our lives. And from one difficult time, quiet time, Negative time, God can just turn the page of a book. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, the things that were not cooperating for you before, they now begin to cooperate for you. Hallelujah. That's how a life of grace works. The question is what do you do while you are waiting for that next chapter to turn? Because many times that's where we'll find ourselves. What are you doing now? Is there anybody that would love to see a new chapter unfold in your life? Let me see whether I'm talking to the right people. Raise your hand with me. You would love to see a new chapter unfold in your life. Talk to me. You sure? Hallelujah. What do you do when you're in that place? You are the Joseph in prison, you are the David, the king is chasing you up and downtown. You are the Jesus about to be nailed to the cross. What do you do? Hallelujah! I give you one, I want to give you one key as I close this morning. Start with what I told you yesterday. I mean last Sunday. And I talked about it in the midweek service on Wednesday. Start rejoicing. Hallelujah! Start rejoicing. I asked this question on Wednesday. Are you enjoying your life now? I'm asking that question again. Are you enjoying life now? And I'm not talking about are the circumstances good? Do you have all the money you want? Are you living in the kind of house? That's not what I'm asking you. I'm saying even if you don't have all the money you want, even if you are not living in the kind of house you want to live in, That chapter you want to see unfold, it hasn't unfolded yet. Can you enjoy yourself in the Holy Ghost where you are now? That's what you do. Glory be to God. That's what you do. If you are in that place where that chapter you want to see, the glorious chapter, the one with the amazing testimony, the one with the I got a promotion. I got it. You you want to see that chapter unfold. Learn to enjoy where you are. I love the way Joyce Meyer says it. Enjoy your life right now on the way to where you are going. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Hallelujah. Can somebody throw up their hands where you are, right where you are seated? Just open your mouth and praise God and begin to rejoice right where you are. Just laugh or, or shake or dance or something. Just make, shake off anything that is not making you feel like you are rejoiced. Just rejoice in the Holy Ghost. And just laugh and just bless God. Right where you are. Oh, hallelujah. Many people, God forbid. You see, it's God that opens the new chapter. So please hear me. And there are times where without our involvement, without anything on our own part, God opens the new chapter. In 1 Samuel chapter 9, I believe, we read the story of King Saul. I mean, they didn't tell us Saul prayed. They didn't tell us Saul rejoiced. Saul did nothing as it were. But By the election of God's grace, God picked him. And you're going to be the next king of Israel. And it was a new chapter for him. Praise God. So there are times, hear me and hear me very well, where without our involvement, without our cooperation, without us doing what we ought to do, knowing what to do, things still happen by God's grace. That's even why it's called grace and mercy and favor. There's nothing wrong with that. But that doesn't mean that's how you should live life. Hello. Live life with this kind of understanding that David and Jesus showed us here. My life is a book. All the things that are supposed to happen, God has documented them. There are different chapters that God has written for my life. If I'm in a place where I don't like the story, I don't like the experience, I don't like what's happening. I'm like Anna, year after year, I've been waiting for the fruit of the womb. Understand that God fearfully and wonderfully made you, hallelujah. God perfectly made you and everything that God has, God has concerned in your life, he has written it down and it will end with glory, hallelujah. You are just not at that chapter when the baby will come yet. Some people are one chapter away. Some people are two chapters away. Some people are one page away. We are reading the final page. Hallelujah. I can say, Pastor, in that last Sunday we won the final page. We didn't know. We didn't know. You know, there are some times. You know, promotion in your offices. Everybody knows the season. You are so expectant. Ha, match is coming. You are discussing it. <laughs> Which is it? But what do you do when you're in that place? Rejoice. Hallelujah. Rejoice. Second thing is what Jesus said here. Let let me quickly read that Psalm 40, and I will close. I want to so we talked about joy last Sunday. And this is the second thing you need to have. Rise on your feet as we close this morning. Glory, glory be to God. I'm going to give you another powerful key this morning can somebody that is rejoicing the lord give the lord one more shout of praise this morning let me hear you shout one more time this morning i, I said something powerful on wednesday unfortunately for many of us and sometimes it's part of the way we, we 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 do church the only time many believers really really rejoice and laugh and really sing is when the pastor tells them to do it in church and we don't have a choice after you to do it but beyond that telling you to do it i want you to learn the principle i was coming to church this morning and right there just laughing just just rejoicing and not because of something that's happened just like the bible says joy in the holy ghost hallelujah <laughs> i just rejoiced. praise god that's so powerful that's so powerful second thing so Jesus was saying here, Psalm 40, let me read from verse 6. Hallelujah. Let me start from verse 4. Let me just read verse 1. <laughs> no, it's such a powerful psalm. I wish I had time. I mean, this is a messianic prophecy. Look, look at David. Look, look at what the scripture is unfolding to us here. This was David... Talking about you being in a wilderness experience. Talking about you skirting a mountain, waiting for a word from God. Talking about you, you you know God has a plan for your life. Keep playing that, please. Don't stop. You know God, but you are not in that chapter yet. And David got so deep in the spirit with God. In those days where he was in the wilderness, where Saul was chasing him as a fugitive. Where the chapter had not yet opened where he would become king. And he got so deep into the spirit, he started writing prophecies about Christ. Man. Let that sink into your thinking for a moment. So you expected breakthrough. They prophesied breakthrough. They anointed you with breakthrough. December. Then January, your business broke down. Your marriage broke down. You are in that dark chapter that they didn't warn you about. <laughs> we don't usually warn about that dark chapter because it's good news God sent us to preach. But what do you do? David said, writing Psalms went deep in worship with God in the cave, oh, in the cave, in the wilderness. That's what he was doing. What are you doing with your own chapter now? See, You can do this What he did here What Psalm 40 recorded for us You can do it And I tell you Every one of us can do it Don't tell me you can't praise God Because you lost a job Are you the first person To lose a job Oh you can't praise God Nobody has proposed to you To get married Are you the first person That you you are not the first What do you do When you are in that chapter If you understand that Number one Like you said You are fearfully And wonderfully made Marvelous are God's works. All my days have been written in a book, in a scroll. So was He was just worshipping. Lost in praise. Rejoicing in God. Writing Psalms. Psalm 40 verse 1. I need to close. Watch this. I waited patiently for the Lord. This is how we started the Psalm. And he inclined to my ear, inclined to me and heard my cry. Verse 2, he also brought me up from the horrible pit. He will write the Psalms with faith. He was still in the pit. <laughs> Hallelujah. But he will write, he brought me from the pit. Hallelujah. Then he said in verse 4, I'm going to verse 6, but I need to read verse 4. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his Vurata. Am I talking to such a man this morning? You are in that... Joseph in the prison chapter, but blessed is the man who makes the Lord distrust. You are in that my brother sold me out into slavery, but blessed is the man who makes the Lord. Look, God saw it. You may not have seen it. But God saw that your brothers were disappointing. You trust God. You are not in the chapter that you like. Verse 6: He now said prophesying about Jesus. He didn't know he was prophesying about Jesus he was just lost in praise and worship and the spirit of god would just take him and he would write things about christ we didn't know until jesus came and Jesus started quoting those things when jesus was in his situations that's how we know wow he was writing messianic psalms that's what we call them he now said this sacrifices and offering you did not desire my ears you have opened, burnt offerings and seat offerings, sin offerings you do not require. Then I said, please hear this very well, this is your next key. For that Joseph in the prison, you are in that Joseph in the prison chapter. You are in that Anna, your baby has not come chapter. You are in that place where you know your prophecy. You know what God has said, but you are not just there yet. What do you do? Number one, rejoice. rejoice number two this is it this is it Burnt offerings and seat offerings you did not require then I said behold I come in the scroll of the book it's written of me to do your will verse 8 I delight to do your will oh my God and your law is written upon my heart what is that teaching us consecrate yourself to God consecrate yourself to God see this was Jesus saying I don't want to go to the cross I don't want to sacrifice myself it's going to be painful but nevertheless not my will but thine be done I present my body so you now consecrate I, I delight to do your will I delight to do your will you may not feel like doing his will is there anybody like that in this place huh? but you understand that your life is written like chapters in a book. And all that is going on right now is that you are not at that palatable place. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Lift your hands, everybody. Say with me, Heavenly Father, I consecrate myself. Ah, I can't tell you this morning, I consecrate myself afresh to you. Not my will, but thine be done. I delight to do your will, O God. And I thank you for everything that you have written down concerning my life in the volume of your book. Thank you, Lord. It shall end in victory. It shall end in praise. It shall end in testimony. I shall end with promotion. I shall end with increase. Declare this out loud. I shall end with all-round victory. But right now, as I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I consecrate myself to you. I put my trust in you. I am rejoicing in the Holy Ghost and I consecrate myself. I know this chapter is about to flip. I know a new day is about to dawn. I know I'm about to step into a new beginning. I know my story is about to change. But until that happens, Father, somebody lift those hands one more time. I consecrate myself to you. I delight to do your will. Have your way in my life, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and just begin to pray to God right where you are with that posture of consecration, with that posture of surrender, with that posture of yieldedness, I delight to do your will. I delight to do your will i present my body to you as a living sacrifice i come in the volume of the book that is written of me i surrender my life to you i put my trust in you repeat those words of consecration to him i trust you i trust you yesterday may not have gone the way i expected it to go softly on the music play it softly on the background last week may not have happened the way i wanted it to happen This month may not have been the way I expected it to be. In fact, since the beginning of this year, I may not have shared the testimony I want to share. But Lord, I come in the volume of the book and I consecrate myself to you. Somebody consecrate yourself. Consecrate yourself. Consecrate yourself. Consecrate yourself to him. Consecrate yourself to him. Consecrate yourself to him. Consecrate yourself to him. You don't know whether that is the key that will unlock that next level for you. Ha ha ha. I consecrate myself. I surrender myself. Ah, Listen to me, please. Hear me, hear me, hear me. Hear me all the glory belongs to god see that's how we say sometimes laugh and dance in church and who knows whether that's the key that will unlock the next thing for you all i know that in my family now we laughed last sunday and this sunday now we are not on the same level that we were before that's all i can say the same with simple bible things Sometimes someone just you just need to tell God that's all God is just waiting because the way God doesn't know if I give this pastor Bonao guy the promotion, I know he wants promotion, I know I have prophesied promotion. Hmm. Hear me, hear me very well, hear me very, very well. I know, but if I give it to him, will he do my will or will he do somebody else's will? And God doesn't assume, God tests. God doesn't assume God doesn't say pastor T because you're a pastor in church That's it. No, God will test you and many times to pass the test you see, your word is good enough for God though. I don't know whether you have understood that because God will expect you to, for his own word to be good enough for you God, just declare it doesn't mean you may not even fail God will help you when you fail and I sense there are people here all God needs to hear from you in this season of your life Father I consecrate myself You know what happens every time we pray these prayers like this and we do these things, grace is released. This is a life empowered by grace. Every phase that you are in, every chapter, there is grace for it. Hello, somebody. There's grace for you. I can tell you this by the Spirit of the Lord, if you will consecrate yourself to God. Some of you here, by this time tomorrow, By this time, you will have testimonies to share. It will be like a dream of the night. Hallelujah. You are just following what the Bible teaches. Following what the Bible teaches. Will everybody under the sound of my voice, and when I say everybody, I mean everybody. I can't force you. You are the only one that can exclude yourself. For the next few minutes, lift your hands to God again. Let's pray that prayer. Say, Father, if I were you, I would drop my phone. I would drop everything that is distracted. If I were you, I consecrate myself to you. Not my will, but yours be done. Thank you for everything you have written about my life. Now I surrender to you in trust. Open your mouth and just pray that prayer this morning. I consecrate myself. Thank you for the next chapter. (laughs) Thank you for the next season. Thank you for the favorable chapter. Thank you for the promotion. Thank you for the victory. I consecrate myself to you. I consecrate myself to you. I bow down before you. I surrender my life to you afresh. I yield to you. One minute. I give you one minute to pray that prayer of consecration this morning. Sometimes that's all it takes. Lord, I surrender to you. Lord, I surrender to you. I come in the volume of the book that it is written of me. I desire to do Your will, O oh God. Not my will, but Yours be done. I consecrate myself. Pray that prayer this morning. This key may unlock the next level for you, bring you into the new chapter. I consecrate myself to you. I consecrate myself to you. Oh yakata yala brasa. I give you just a few more seconds. Pray to God. I surrender to you. I yield to your grace, I yield to your mercy, I yield to your favor. If you are watching online, join us, lift those hands to God. I consecrate myself to you, not my will but yours be done. I desire to do your will, oh God. Open your mouth and say it so God knows where your heart is. Consecrate yourself. He's not going to assume Is going to wait on you to make the next move. (laughs) He has written down his plans for you. He knows what he has in store for you. He's waiting for you to make the next move. I consecrate myself to you. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I want you to hear me this morning. Please hear me many times, or let me say this way, sometimes, God doesn't need us to do anything. I just gave the example of Solomon. He doesn't need you to do anything. That's not why we teach these things. Without your prayer, God can still bless you. Without you being in praise, God can still bless you. See, that's why it's the unmerited favor of God. However, Why must I learn these things? If God can bless me without me praying. Doing these things. Please hear this very well. Doing these things is what positions you to receive. Praise God. So on one hand, it can happen if you are not doing it. But that's not guaranteed. But if you do these things, guaranteed. Glory be to God. Hear me. Guaranteed. If you will learn the way of God it's not if you don't do it it's now it may happen it may not happen but if you are consecrated if you are joyful guaranteed the only thing we just can't say is when exactly it will happen but that it will happen it will surely happen can i hear loud amen hallelujah let me give you this verse as i close back to what david said that's psalm 139 we're going to rejoice with this verse Verse 17, we're going to close with this. Please, projection, put it up for me. Psalm 139, verse 17. How precious are your thoughts to me, O God. Hallelujah. Does somebody here believe that God has precious thoughts concerning you? Does somebody understand that as you step into this week, God has precious thoughts concerning you? Joseph, God is taking you to the palace. David, God is taking you upon the throne. Anna, God is about to give you that miracle baby. Glory be to God. How precious are your thoughts towards me. He went on to say, look at the next thing he said. If I should count them, there will be more in number than the sand. Hallelujah. And when I awake, glory be to God, I am still with you. Hallelujah. I came to announce to somebody this week we are stepping into God is going to cause to come to pass the amazing things that he has planned for you in the name of Jesus. The doors that God has ordained to open for you, God will open them this week. The promotion and the increase that heaven has ordained for you, God is going to cause them to come your way this week. The breakthrough that God has in store for you, God is going to cause you to handle them this week. Hallelujah! i want you for a moment to just think like david how precious are your thoughts towards me if i could write them down if i could they are like the grain of the sand on the seashore praise God and with that understanding listen to me and hear me very well I want you to begin to rejoice before God right where you are that God has precious thoughts towards you that they are more in number than the grain of sand on the seashore how precious are your thoughts how precious are your thoughts how marvelous are your thoughts oh God and because of that I am going to rejoice I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to give thanks. I am going to dance. I am going to laugh. I am going to sing. I'm going to have hope. I'm going to expect great things. I'm going to go out with an expectation of victory. I'm going to go out with an expectation for promotion. I'm going to believe you for the next level. I'm going to trust you for a new chapter to open. How precious are your thoughts to towards me, how great are your thoughts towards me keep rejoicing somebody I expect you to do the unthinkable, I expect you to do the unimaginable I expect you to do great, great things in my life so I will rejoice I will celebrate, I will give thanks, I, I, I I don't need any pastor to help me, I don't need any choir to help me, I don't need any neighbor to help me, Lord I understand that your thoughts towards me they are precious so I will rejoice I may not feel like rejoicing but I choose to rejoice I may be in the pit but I choose to rejoice I may be in prison but I choose to rejoice because your thoughts towards me they are precious they are great they are marvelous somebody rejoice before the Lord i should count them there will be more in number than the sand oh thank you jesus hallelujah <laughs> oh hallelujah declare with me say all through this month i will laugh i will rejoice and i will dance as I expect God to unveil a new chapter in my life. Give him a laugh and a dance right where you are. Give him a laugh and a dance right where you are. I will dance not only in church, everywhere I am, because God's thoughts towards me are precious. Declare this as well. And not only will I rejoice, I will remain consecrated to God. Hallelujah. This is what to do. I will give you some more keys next. But this is what to do. And even after the chapter turns into a favorable chapter, you continue to do this. Because you more than any other person understand that this is what brought the victory. Hallelujah. One more scripture. God just gave me this one. I wasn't planning to. It was why we were rejoicing that it dropped in my heart. So just permit me. Genesis 18, 14. I was quoting this in my teaching last week on wednesday it keeps coming back to my heart how precious i start towards us after god told abraham and sarah according to the time of life they're going to have a child i'm going to open a new chapter sarah laughed like we said she could how is it going to happen And the Lord told her, is anything too hard? (laughs) You know this is why you should rejoice. Is anything too hard for the Lord? This is why you should be consecrated to God. I know you are in an unfavorable chapter now. Sarah, I know you've, 90 years have come and gone. You have been barren for 90 years. You've never carried a child a baby in your womb. You are are even post-menopause. <laughs> but I'm asking you today, Sarah. Is anything too hard for the Lord? The chapter you are in, I know it's a very hard chapter. Do you think it's hard for me to close that chapter and open a new chapter? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Anybody that believes what they are going through is hard for the Lord, you don't understand the grace of God. Hallelujah. So God told me to ask somebody this morning again. Is there anything too hard? Is there any door I cannot open? (laughs) Is there any door I cannot close? I mean, that's what Anna was saying. He can kill, he can give life. He can pull down, he can raise up. He can plant, he can... There is nothing he cannot do. (laughs) That's the song of people that have seen the grace of God. People that have experienced the miracle birth. They know what God can do. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Hello, somebody. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Somebody magnify him in tongues with us this morning. Is anything too hard? I see the hand of God flipping chapters in people's lives and in people's stories this morning. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard? Is any story too hard? Is any situation permanent? Is any problem irredeemable? Is there any soul that God cannot save? Is there any issue that God cannot handle? Is there any problem that the grace of God cannot deliver from? Is anything too hard? can somebody speak mysteries this morning is anything too hard for the Lord a new chapter is opening an ugly chapter is closing is anything too hard this is why we will always rejoice because nothing is too hard for the Lord this is why we will always consecrate ourselves to him because nothing is too hard for him somebody worship him right there now, a miracle is happening right now. A miracle is happening right now. Bimbo, please get on the keyboard for me. Simply Michael, I think I need you. Is anything too hard? Is anything too hard? I need simply Michael. Please quickly come. We're going to do this song, and I want you to just get lost as we sing it. If you know it, sing along with us. Is anything too hard? Worship him, worship him, worship him. Is anything too hard? Come on, worship him, worship him, worship him from a place of joy and a place of consecration, a place of joy, a place of consecration. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Itel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Aragun, Lagos. Email KMIAfrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00000640.